0: Welcome in, everybody. It is a Friday. I think you probably know where I am, the one, the only Riverwind Casino. It is another big weekend here at Riverwind. We've got a big show, Pete Davidson, Saturday Night live, Pete Davidson, comedy show coming up this Sunday night at the Showplace Theater. And there are some tickets, but not many remaining. Get online, riverwind.com. Get your seat. That's a Sunday night show coming up this Sunday night, 8 o'clock, here at Riverwind. And, again, you can also pick up those tickets at the casino box office right in front of the Showplace Theater. We have new promotions that have rolled in for December, and the folks here at Riverwind Casino are going to give you an opportunity to win right at $300,000 of cash bonus play prizes, Here during the holiday season, we have the 100K Frosty Fridays promotion. Play with your wild card. Be here on Fridays. Win your share of 100K in cash and bonus play. We have the Midnight Magic Madness. Play with your wild card, and you can get 17 times the entries every Sunday. Play here every Sunday at Riverwind. Get seven times, 17 times the entries into this contest. And then be here New Year's Eve from 6 to 11.30 for the drawing. You can win your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play. The grand prize winner is going to win at least $20,240. That is a heck of a deal. And we have the 40K uh, Santa's shopping spree. Play with their wild card. Uh, be at Riverwind on Saturday, December 9th and Saturday, December 23rd. Win your share of forty k in cash and bonus play. We've got the midday runway uh, commercial uh, uh, promotion. That's a forty-five thousand dollar cash and bonus play promotion. And we have the midnight magic riches happening at Riverwind, uh, December twenty eighth through the thirty first. And you can win a bunch of cash and bonus play there. They're also giving away hot seat drawings worth two hundred fifty dollars in chips. So plenty of opportunities to win as always here at Riverwind Casino. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ollie Pop himself, Parker Thune, back in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. How we doing? Oh, Steely, I came with opinions today. Really? Did you watch right. that game
1: last night between Oklahoma and Arkansas Pine Bluff?
0: I, I watched part of it. I watched the Thunder and that game. I will say this. It looked unbelievable. Now, keep in mind, I am so archaic that I saw games in the field house when that was the Sooners Hoops home way back before the LNC opened. So, yes, I'm a dinosaur, but it looked amazing. Now, I will say I was watching on the uh, the iPhone, and, you know, the the courts and, uh, you know, the lighting and all of that stuff, you can, get, you can change that, but the atmosphere looked absolutely incredible.
1: It was electric, Steely. It felt like, and I, I have not felt this way since... What, January, February of 2018, maybe, when Trey Young and the Sooners hosted Kansas at the LNC? It has been since that day, since I felt like Oklahoma had a real home court advantage. And that's what they had last night in McCaslin Fieldhouse. And look, Steely, my, my take, I don't know how hot it is, but OU has been playing ping pong with the City of Norman and the City Council for, what, five, six, seven years now? about a potential new venue for OU basketball. If that ever gets done, it's not going to get done anytime soon, right? Even once you lay the plans, even once you get all of the uh, all of the necessary approval boxes checked, it's still going to take a matter of years to be able to get everything set up to play basketball there. And so, in the meantime, Steely, my take is this. The LNC is not a good environment for a basketball game never really has been it's more of a concert hall than a basketball arena
0: multi-purpose arena that a lot of schools built and we saw you know multi-purpose uh facilities even in pro sports you know with a football stadium that could convert into a baseball diamond when baseball season rolled around anytime you have a multi-purpose setup it's, it's not the best experience for basketball. There's no doubt. No it's, doubt.
1: It's also a 20-minute walk from the campus living areas to the LNC for students. So you never get very good student turnout out there. My opinion is this, Steely. Oklahoma should set aside a few million dollars. They should raise some funds. They should renovate McCaslin Fieldhouse touch it up, enhance it, expand it a little bit in as much as that is possible. And I would like to see the Sooners play home basketball games at McCaslin Fieldhouse until those palatial new accommodations end up coming into existence for real. Because I just I I'm out on the LNC. Last night kind of cemented it for me. Again, the LNC does yeah. not provide much of a home court advantage for Oklahoma. McCastlin Fieldhouse sure does.
0: A lot of people I know uh, feel that way. The question is logistically can you do it? How many extra seats can you put in there? And uh, you know, that that's the question. Uh because what what was the announced attendance? I guess the students a little over three thousand. It was about what it was it like thirty five hundred, something like that.
1: Uh I believe the announced attendance was three thousand five hundred ninety four. So And that place was packed. I mean, packed, except for the section where all the donors sit. That was pretty sparse. But as far as the open seating for students, I mean, there was not an empty seat in the house when that game tipped off.
0: Yeah, students did a great job, no doubt. Hey, look, I'm all for it. The LNC at times can be downright embarrassing, particularly on television when you see the wide shot and you're like, "Jeez." Now, look, Oklahoma's not Kentucky. They're not Kansas. They're not uh, North Carolina. But even a lot of these great arenas are having uh, problems attracting large crowds like they used to. But college basketball isn't what it used to be. But that environment last night, just watching it, you know, on my iPhone when I was watching, uh, looked amazing, sounded amazing, and uh, it just had a great atmosphere about it. So I-, I just wonder, again, is there any way they could get it to 5,000? Could yeah. they get it to 6,000? I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, and if you can get it there, I mean, think about what Oklahoma State get, did with Gallagher-Iba Arena, right? They expanded it upward instead of outward. And with where McCaslin Fieldhouse is situated on campus, you don't really have a ton of room to expand it outward, but you could very well expand it upward. And that place gets loud, Steely. That's the other thing. I, even with only 3,500 people, in the building last night, that was without question the loudest environment I have ever been a part of for an OU basketball game. Chapstick on the text line says, An arena in University North Park isn't the answer. We need to expand the field house. Screw an off campus arena. Just get 6K seats at the field house and get out of the LNC.
0: I mean, I'm for it. You look at some of these uh, newer arenas, Baylor's new arena there, uh, you know, that their uh, building is a smaller arena. Texas built a smaller arena. Uh, they still have it where I think it can go up to, I don't know, 12,000 or something like that, but they cordon off uh, the top section. They, they make it look cool, and everybody's down in the lower part of the arena so they can expand it for concerts, but the atmosphere for basketball is really good. And, uh, you know, that college basketball, home court means a lot. Um, And that was just a raucous environment last night. Why don't we play the uh, the Porter Moser clip real quick? Let's do that before we break. Um, There's a clip. Porter loved the turnout last night. This was uh, Porter with T. row after the game last night. The Sooners won handily. Most points in the Porter Moser era, 107-86 to over Arkansas Pine Bluff. They get ready next Tuesday for Providence, back at the Lloyd Noble Center. But here is what uh, Porter Moser had to say uh, about the atmosphere after the game last night. What a great, fun atmosphere with the students, man! They were just awesome and having fun, and that's what you visualize, man. Having a having a um, atmosphere. I just believe that you know basketball is one of those games where students can really impact the game, and uh, I thought they did. And uh, you know, for um, yeah, just electric in here. I thought it was electric in here. One of my favorite moments tonight was when you first walked out of the locker room and you saw this place. Grin from ear to ear. Yeah. You're thanking everybody. I, just, I, was, just, I, I know you I worked hard so, to make it like this. So pumped just to walk through it. And, you know, have been working so hard getting those students. And it's cool because I see the students on campus. I see them everywhere. And there's just – I think they're really – I just think it's – They can impact so much in basketball, and I want them to feel like this is part of their team, just like they do all the sports. And uh, so uh, really appreciate the students tonight coming out in full force, making this place electric. No doubt. And, uh, you know, Porter's team now 7-0. They're 25th in the country. They have the uh, Big 12. Big East Challenge with Providence coming up next week, and uh, we'll see how many people show up and show out at the Lloyd Double Center. They've got that game with Arkansas a week from tomorrow in Tulsa. Ahead, Wisconsin, Green Bay, Central Arkansas. They've got North Carolina in the uh, Jumpman Invitational in Charlotte. Uh, you know, they might be 12-1, and 11-2. I would think maybe 11-2 and would be the uh, realistic record right now, uh, finishing non-conference play, and that pushed the Sooners in a really good spot heading into Big 12 play. So you endorse the Fieldhouse as a as a home for a while. Uh, it may be so popular. Like I said, I don't know logistically how many more people you can put in there. I'm sure you can put some more in there. sure. But I don't know how many. But, you know, and it's amazing to me, the students, we can't get somewhere that takes, you know, five minutes to drive to, you know. I get it. That's that's today's society, uh, but that was that was electric, and you were there, and I knew everybody who was there, you know, that was shooting the game and reporting at the game said it was awesome. It was amazing,
1: best atmosphere I have witnessed for any OU basketball game ever. And admittedly, I haven't been to as many, I haven't covered as many OU basketball games as some others, so my breadth of experience in that capacity is somewhat limited. But it blew me away last night the environment in mccasland it was fantastic
0: all right porters uh, sound there that was our ortho central clip of the day ortho central clinics in norman midwest city they're now in newcastle tuttle and blanchard they're full service clinics at a great reputation for uh, being the very best at treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries all right let's break right here here at uh, Riverwind Casino, big show Sunday night. Pete Davidson at the Showplace Theater. Still have some tickets available. You can get those online at riverwind.com. Happy to be out here as always. Take a break. This uh, Stillwater Steer slaughtering incident is quite creepy ahead of the uh, Oklahoma State-Texas Big 12 championship game tomorrow. I hear that the Senate is already very angry. They're speaking about it on the Senate floor, and we'll have that more when we get back right here on The Ref. Yes, all right, Friday here at Riverwind Casino. I love being out here. We've got a big weekend. Pete Davidson Show at the Showplace Theater coming up on Sunday night. All these great new December promotions where you can win. Uh, $300,000 in cash bonus play, and uh, also $250 in chips. They've got so many giveaways for the holidays, the 100K Frosty Fridays, the Midnight Magic Madness, 40K Santa's Shopping Spree, the uh, Midday Runaway, and the Midnight Magic Riches. They always have the best promotions here at Riverwind Casino, $300,000 in giveaways, again, for the holiday season. Also want to thank... uh, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, our opening hour sponsor, right here on the ref. 405 579 3113. Heating and air needs, you need those addressed, taken care of. They'll do a great job for you. Super professional. Shea have used them. Uh, Shay and I have used them a couple of times with issues at Shea Stadium. They've done great work. 405 579 3113. All right, uh, this Stillwater uh, Steer Slaughtering. Geez, what kind of Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer individuals on the loose with that deal? I guess there was a Longhorn that was slaughtered and brought to the farmhouse fraternity or something. Things are getting out of control there, uh, you know, for the uh, texas Oklahoma State Big 12 championship game tomorrow, 11 a.m. down at Jerry World. In fact, uh, hearing on good authority right now that the uh, U.S. Senate very upset, with those shenanigans which are really horrific in Stillwater. Here it is. Barbaric. Let that word resound from hill to hill and from mountain to mountain, from valley to valley, across this broad land, barbaric, barbaric. May God help those poor souls would be so cruel barbaric hear me barbaric there you go i think we heard you i think we heard you that is just uh really bad really bad i understand pranks on uh you know for certain games against your opponent or whatever but that is just uh, that's ugly. All right, here at Riverway Casino, Tommy Walker yesterday, Parker Thune in the portal. Uh, so the Sooners now, Tommy Walker, uh, Jason Llewellyn, DJ Graham, and Marcus Hicks. Uh, your thought on uh, Tommy Walker being in the portal?
1: Yeah, well, this is—I mean, this is the first real consequential portal entry for Oklahoma thus far in the. Well, I. I I hate to call it the offseason, but that is almost what it is. I don't know what else you'd call it. It's not the offseason because the bowl game hasn't been played yet, but the, the postseason, I suppose. First consequential portal entry of the postseason because Marcus Hicks wasn't even with the program in 2023. Jason Llewellyn didn't play. Neither did DJ Graham. Tommy Walker rushed for 496 yards and seven touchdowns this year for Oklahoma and was, for at least a brief spell there, your most reliable option out of the backfield until Gavin Saucy kicked it into gear. So, yeah, you know this one hurts. I, I, I can't say it is terribly shocking, but it hurts. Now you understand it, and here's why it's not shocking, Steely. You understand it from a financial standpoint from the guy because he was not on scholarship at Oklahoma. He had walked on. He's already got a kid. He's got a family. Uh, He was paying out-of-state tuition for the last two years at the University of Oklahoma. That is a pretty hefty sum of money. And he did more than enough on the football field throughout the fall to earn a scholarship opportunity elsewhere. So it makes sense why Tawi Walker is departing. And I think the, the spat that he had with DeMarco Murray that ultimately resulted in his suspension for the UCF game, that's just kind of the kicker in all of it. You can't really be shocked to know that Tawi Walker is going to spend his last year of eligibility elsewhere. Now, how much does it hurt? I I don't know. There are no doubt going to be varying opinions on it. But pretty clear, right, heading into 2024, Gavin Sawchuk is going to be the lead dog in the backfield.
0: Yeah, and you look at what they have, uh, Gavin Sawchuk, you know, had a great, what, four straight 100-yard games, highly recruited, great speed, was breaking tackles, was, you know, juking people, had the spin move working. Uh, one of the things they needed out of their their running backs was, you know, more breakaway, more big plays, make people miss kind of plays. And Gavin Sawchuk started to provide that. I think the offensive line meshed a little bit more down the stretch. But you look at what they have You still have Javante Barnes, Javante Barnes, you know, injury, whatever. Clearly he was injured coming back from the foot injury. Never worked for him this year, but you have Caleb Hicks, highly recruited. Dalen Smothers, highly recruited. Taylor Tatum, number one back in the country coming in next year. And you have Xavier Robinson and Xavier Robinson might be, you know, a better version of Tawee Walker before it's all said and done. And, um, do you think it was the scholarship deal? Do you think it was – because we didn't know, or you may know a lot more than I know on the uh, – clearly they were upset with him uh, for the uh, – I don't know if it was a confrontation or a disagreement, whatever it was well, with I, DeMarco Murray, but what are you thinking there?
1: It was – like, honestly, Steely, that the, – the dispute that he had with DeMarco Murray, that was patched up very, very quickly. Like, it wasn't something that lingered – From what I understood, but even so, you know, if you have that episode in the backdrop as you are trying to process what you do uh, to best suit your future and your family's future with your football career, then yes, it makes a lot more sense for Tawi Walker to play elsewhere in 2024 than for him to be back at Oklahoma unless he was going to get a scholarship and with him only having one year of eligibility left and being no higher than number two on the pecking order at running back, best case scenario, it didn't seem like the Sooners were going to give him a scholarship.
0: Yeah. And you look at the, uh, the names I just reeled off and everybody knows them, but, uh, you have, uh, four, all four stars and one five-star with Taylor Tatum, you know, you have six of those guys, Xavier Robinson. Has he gotten that four-star yet? Is he close? Maybe it's, he was a three-star for a while. He is a, he
1: is a high three. We'll probably okay. stay there.
0: But still, you look, that's a lot of talent, and I know some of it's potential. We don't know about Hicks. We don't know about Smothers yet. We've seen, you know, just a little bit here and there. Uh, Dalen Smothers, Hollywood Smothers looks talented. We know that everybody in the country wanted Taylor Tatum. Xavier Robinson, you know, uh, I think he's underrated based on where he is star-wise. But um, they still, that's still a very... <laughs> very crowded running back room, even without um, Tommy Walker coming back. So why didn't they uh, – look, these guys, Brent and the guys over there, they know what they're doing. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure they looked at their scholarship numbers, and there might have been some debate as to whether give whether to give Tommy Walker a scally or not. But, you know, even with that, as you said – you know, he could go somewhere and uh, and maybe be a thousand-yard rusher somewhere, right, somewhere else. He could, and I would figure that he probably looks somewhere
1: closer to home. I think UNLV would be an awesome landing spot for him. Uh, I, I know that staff is interested in Tawi Walker as soon as he officially hits the portal because he is from the Vegas area, and obviously you have a guy that has been productive at the highest level the Power Five for a top 15, maybe top 10 by the end of the year college football program in the University of Oklahoma, there's going to be a substantial market for his services. So at the very least, he will land in a solidly above average group of five situation and may end up with another Power Five school.
0: Yeah, and and if he's in a G5 situation, if he's at UNLV or somewhere else, that would be the kind of opportunity where he might be able to get, you know, like 1,000 yards on the season. If he stays healthy, he's not a breakaway guy, but he is a strong, powerful runner, obviously had a good, solid season for Oklahoma, and you certainly wish him the best. All right, today is the 25-year anniversary of Bob Stoops hiring. All he did was resurrect the program at OU. Uh, if you were like me, and you're, you're upwards in age, and you remember the Blake Schnellenberger era, you thought, man, I don't think it can get any worse than this. It was low down, dirty, embarrassing, just bad. Really bad. And you couldn't believe, you know, that was OU football. Bob Stoops came in, wins the national title in his second year. All he did again was was resurrect the program and eventually become the winningest Sooner coach of all time. Didn't win the the natties that Bud and Barry won. They each won three. Bob got one, but he was unbelievable and still continues to be uh, an incredible Sooner. All right, break time here at Riverwind. Let's open up that Meyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. And let's hear from the Ref Army. On this Friday, headed to the weekend, conference championship game weekend. We'll preview and pick those matchups coming up later as well. All of that coming up right here on The Ref. All right, here at Riverwind Casino, and happy to be out here as always on a Friday, heading into the weekend, big weekend again here at Riverwind as always. Pete Davidson Show. Uh, is happening this Sunday night. Few tickets remain. Get yours at Riverwind.com or at the casino box office. We have other shows uh, happening in December Lee Bryce, uh, Ron White, Midland in January, Boys to Men, Clay Walker, Joe Coy and Friends, another comedy show in February, Air Supply, and Scotty McCreary. And in March, we have Jim Gaffigan. We've got great promotions happening in December where they're giving away. in cash and bonus play. Uh, You know, normally, uh, Riverwind always makes it super festive uh, around any holiday. Uh, Best time of the year to come out in December and uh, win a bunch of cash and bonus play. And they give you the roadmap on how to do it. Play with your wild card like in uh, the uh, Midnight Magic Madness promotion they have. If you come out, play with your wild card on Sundays, You can get 17 times the entries for the drawings they have in that promotion. So, And that is happening again uh, throughout the month of December. Really, really great promotions. Very creative marketing promotions team out here at Riverwind. All right, right before we get to the text line, and uh, Trevor, I got your text. Um, Let's get to the uh, dumbass clip of the week. And really, I didn't have one this week that stood out. There was really not hardly anything. Unless I missed something. So we went back to the archives. And we we didn't run this initially as the uh, dumbass clip of the week. But looking back on what Brett Yormark had to say in Lubbock before the season, trying to get Tech, you know, a win in Austin last Friday night, which did not happen. So here it is, the uh, dumbass clip of the week, courtesy of Brett Yormark. You're a stupid dumbass. (laughs) In addition... Candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us, and I think all of you. Okay? And, Coach, I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving. Okay? And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year.
1: Finally is over. Texas waves farewell to Big 12 regular season play with an emphatic 50-point win. (laughs) Shut
0: up, dumbass.
1: What a bunch of
0: dumbasses. (laughs) 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 Uh -uh.
1: Everything runs through love. Everything runs through love.
0: There you go. Didn't work out real well. Did not work out real well for uh, the Red Raiders last Friday night. 57-7, Texas with a beatdown of Texas Tech. So, uh, there you have it, the dumbass clip of the week. Are you ready to uh, get to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line? 405 651 3439. And the text
1: it. line is a buzz with opinions on Tawi Walker's entry into the transfer portal. By the way, all our transfer portal updates are brought to you by Swift Co. Roofing and Construction 405 831 8222. Full service roofing and construction. They perform all work related to storm damage, 25 years of experience with every job, and have renovated over 350 houses, locally owned and operated as well. Swift Co. Roofing and Construction. They are bringing you all of our Transfer Portal updates. Now, uh, a listener in the 405 says, Isn't Gavin Freeman on scholarship now, but Tawi isn't? That doesn't make sense. And so many folks have said this, Gavin Freeman's on scholarship why can't they make room for Tawi Walker? I mean, listen. First off, I think I think what's worth keeping in mind here is that Gavin Freeman when the Sooners gave him a scholarship, he had 3 years of eligibility remaining. At this point, Tawi Walker has 1. So, I when you gave Gavin Freeman a scholarship, you're trying to make sure at that point, okay, Uh, This guy has already been a contributor as a true freshman. We expect him to be a big contributor as a sophomore. We want to make sure he's completely satisfied. We want to make sure he's taken care of at the University of Oklahoma because we are counting on him being a cornerstone guy for this offense in the years ahead. For Tawi Walker, on the other hand, man, again, mad respect for what he's done here. I love his story. I love his story. But college football is a business. And these coaches, no doubt, are looking at each of these portal entries or potential portal entries, portal candidates, if you will, and they're looking at them through the lens of business. They're looking at these decisions, these pending decisions, through the lens of, okay, what can this guy provide for us on the field in 2024 versus what do we have to replace if we lose him? And for Tawi Walker – Again, Gavin Sawchuk is going to be your primary guy going into 2024 in the backfield. Javante Barnes, you're hoping, holding out hope that he's able to bounce back. I think he can. I think he will. Taylor Tatum, you're going to have a real hard time keeping that guy off the field as a freshman. I expect him to play in some capacity. And so what is Towie Walker for Oklahoma in 2024 and is he anything better than RB3, for instance? I Maybe, but I think that's one of those guys that you're confident you can replace from within or via the guys that you have coming in. Because you got also got to consider the fact that not only are you bringing in Xavier Robinson and Taylor Tatum, you're also bringing in Andy Bass, right? So Towie Walker, for everything that he provided to Oklahoma – For as excellent as he was midseason, especially for Oklahoma in 2023, with him only having one year of eligibility left, feels like that's a guy that the Sooner staff is confident they can replace.
0: Yeah, and like I said, I mean, these discussions I'm sure happen all the time over there, right? Uh, These guys know what their roster looks like. They know who has... Uh, you know how much eligibility left where they're going to hit on the depth chart what they see their ceiling being and how much they're going to play i mean you're going to have some guys who get processed as well uh that's just part of it so look i'm not saying they make every single right decision but i think if you're a believer in brent and the coaching staff over there then you've got to believe that they are going through all these different scenarios and they know what they're doing and I understand people are upset because, uh, you know, Gavin Freeman got a little bit too risky uh, with some of his decisions on punt returns. But, you know, they 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 think through all the stuff that we hear on the text line. Believe me, they've thought through it. They know what's going on. Like I said, they, they're going to make a wrong call here or there. Not every decision they make is going to be the right one. But I think for the most part, they know what they're doing. All right, speaking of the portal, as uh, Parker said, our uh, transfer portal reports brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction, 405-831-8222, and uh, full-service roofing and construction company. Uh, they do all types of roofing. They'll perform any work that's related to storm damage, which we get a lot of here in Oklahoma. Tons of experience, 25 years on the job. They've renovated well over 350 houses. They're locally owned. They're not the... Uh, knock on your door, kind of, hey, you know, uh, here's what we have to offer kind of people. But they've got a great reputation, Swiftco roofing and construction. All right, uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, listener in Texas says
1: Freeman made one play as a freshman, bad take. He has proved nothing on the field, only on the practice field. In the words of Allen Iverson, practice, you're talking about practice. Uh, listen. I trust Brent Venables to make these decisions more than I trust my own intuition or perspective on the situation. Was Gavin Freeman a major contributor for OU's offense in 2023? No, not really. Did he muff a few punts? Yeah, he did. But that's a guy that earned Venables' respect, earned the respect of his teammates, earned the respect of the rest of the staff for his work throughout the offseason – in the weight room, on the practice field. And you know what? It it didn't live up to the billing for him on the field in 2023. And that's fine. Guess what? Players get better in time. Toby Walker carried the ball 16 times for – or no, like 18 times for 62 yards in 2022. Nobody would have imagined that he would be for Oklahoma in 2023 – as crucial of a cog in the backfield as he was. So just because Gavin Freeman didn't contribute in a major way in 2023 does not mean he's not going to contribute in a major way in 2024 or 2025. So let's please reserve judgment on Gavin Freeman not being worthy of a scholarship just because he wasn't on the field every single offensive snap making plays. Also, you have to consider he's cut from the same cloth as Drake Stoops, right? You have Drake Stoops performing the way that he performed in 2023. Uh, How are you going to put Gavin Freeman on the field over Stoops? It's also worth remembering that before this season, Drake Stoops told you all in an interview session, he said, Gavin Freeman is better than I was, and he will be better than I am. Drake Stoops just led the Big 12 in receptions and touchdowns. In 2023, if his read on Gavin Freeman is accurate and Freeman ends up being better than Stoops is, what does that tell you? It might take a little while, but he's going to be a player at the University of Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the things you hit on was key. How much eligibility do they have left? What do they fit in on the depth chart? What 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 do we have coming in at that position? How good do we expect these guys to be? There are so many different variables. Personally, I think Freeman's a little bit overrated so far. He's made some big plays. I'm not saying he's not talented, but based on the hype he's gotten, <laughs> a lot from Brent, maybe a little bit overrated so far. But you know what? He still has eligibility left to prove that he can be the playmaker they've talked about him being. And at times he has been. So I understand kind of what people are saying there. But, again, you've got to look at each individual scenario. What is the future? What is their ceiling? How much eligibility left? There are a lot of things that factor into play. All right, we got a break right here. Riverwind Casino on a Friday. Mike Steely along with Parker Thune taking a break and coming back to more texts next right here on the home of Sooner fans. Welcome back, Friday. We're all in a rush to get to the weekend. Are we not? Of course we are.
1: <laughs> I see what you did there, Steve. Thank you, Clever. man. I've been
0: doing this for a while. Did you see what I just did there? Pretty impressive, right? Thank you very much. Here at Riverwind with a uh, great, great, great concert. Comedy show Pete Davidson on tap Sunday night at the Showplace Theater. You know, the Showplace Theater being back it has been great. Because we had Earth, Wind, and Fire, Chicago, Foreigner, I mean, Counting Crows, Collective Soul, uh, we have had Dwight Yoakam. I mean, it's been it's been tremendous. And now we we get Pete Davidson this Sunday night. Uh, we just had Justin Moore recently uh, last month. We also have Lee Bryce, Ron White, and Midland on the way in December. Boys to Men, Clay Walker, Joe Coy and Friends, another comedy show in January. In February, Air Supply, one of my Yacht Rock favorites uh, in February, along with Scotty McCreary and comedian Jim Gaffigan on the way in March. Okay, Uh, Transfer Portal stuff, all right? Transfer Portal stuff, ladies and gentlemen. What is going to happen? It's changed the game in college football. As we've talked about, our transfer portal reports now brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction, 405 831 8222. Brent Swift and uh, his uh, folks over there will come by personally, look at your home, do a great job for you. Uh, Swiftco Roofing and Construction, 405 831 8222, bringing you our uh, transfer portal updates. Uh, did Is Jaron Bradley, the wide receiver from Tech, now in the portal? Jaron Bradley is in the
1: portal. I I don't think Oklahoma's going to make a move there. And I know that was kind of the suspicion in spring when there was some buzz about Bradley potentially enter, entering the portal was that he might be on his way to Oklahoma. But I, right now it doesn't doesn't seem like Oklahoma's going to pull the trigger there. They feel confident with where their wide receiver room sits, and gosh, the text line, I, I guess Tawi Walker transferring has just turned the text line into the Gavin Freeman hate club because, gosh, so many people are coming after Gavin Freeman, which I don't understand.
0: You know, I saw some of that last night, and I kind of figured we would get some of that, and I understand people are frustrated with him right now. Uh, you know, they saw tawi Walker as the number two running back. On the team, super valuable, hardworking, and they find, you know, no scholarship and all of that stuff. I kind of figured we'd get some of that. I get some of the anger. But, again, we'll see what happens with Gavin Freeman over the next couple years. All right, a a couple more names, C.J. Clark, D. Lyman, North Carolina State. Uh,
1: C.J. Clark, that's not a name I'm familiar with just yet.
0: But one that Plank was talking about also. Oh, really? And if you – well, yeah, I think we talked – I mentioned C.J. Clark the other day, and you were kind of like, eh, I don't think so. Um, Thor Griffith from Harvard.
1: Probably not going to go after a Harvard guy. That would be my guess, Uh, especially not on defensive line. I think there are going to be some options at Oklahoma's disposal from the Power 5 ranks. And so I seriously doubt they dip into the Ivy League pool for a defensive line transfer. But
0: you'd love to get a guy named Thor. God of thunder, God of rain, you know, Thor. If you get Thor, if you get the God of thunder, but yeah, Harvard. Uh, well, he could be on the debate team, maybe. You just get him to come be a PWO. Uh, Gino Vandemart, Michigan State All O-lineman. He So I know for a fact
1: he is interested in Oklahoma. He would like to hear from Oklahoma when the portal opens. Whether Oklahoma reaches out to him, that's another conversation because he's an interior guy, and Oklahoma right now is more looking for guys that have primarily played tackle and maybe have the capacity to shift inside. That's what Bill Beatonboe loves, is he loves guys who are natural tackles, who have the tools and have the know-how to be able to slide inside if he needs them to. So, Vandemark, I'd say Oklahoma probably doesn't move there. We'll see how it shakes out, but I think they're going to look more... To- you want to talk about a Michigan State guy that Oklahoma will pursue and does have significant interest in, that would be Spencer Brown, who okay. announced Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, that he was going to be getting in the portal. And... I expect Oklahoma to be heavily involved there.
0: Chris McClellan, D. Lyman, any news? No comment. All right. I'll mark him down as portal arrivee Chris McClellan. (laughs) I'm putting him on my list right now. There you go. Pretty highly touted coming out of high school, coming from Florida. We'll see what happens there. All right, uh, here at Riverwind, want to thank Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our number one. We've got a lot more Sooner conversation on the way. Uh, how about the Thunder last night? Didn't look very good in the first quarter, but they end up blowing away the L.A. Lakers, 133-110, to 110, SGA 33, Chet 18 points, five boards, all the starters in double figures last night, AD 31, LeBron 21 for the Lakers last night, but Oklahoma City wins it to go to 12-6 and six on the season. They will be at the Mavericks tomorrow night at 8 p.m. CeeDee Lamb, touchdown catch, and the Dallas Cowboys win over the Seahawks in Thursday night football last night. Cowboys win 41 35. Thank you, Lash, your home comfort systems. Another hour on the way here at the ref. Yes, we're talking here. We're talking here. I am talking to you from a a great place, one of my favorite places, the one, the only Riverwind Casino, where we've got the big Pete Davidson show coming up on Sunday night at the Showplace Theater. We have 300, that's right, not one, not two. We have $300,000 worth of promotions for the holiday season here in the month of December. The 100K Frosty Fridays, the Midnight Magic Madness Promotion, the 40k Santa Shopping Spree, the Midday Runaway, and the Midnight Magic Rich is all happening this month here at the newly renovated, extremely impressive, just plain beautiful Riverwind Casino. Ladies and gentlemen, they are easily the best in the metro area because they have the best promotions, best bars and dining, world-class hotel. Everything about Riverwind is first class. And, uh, man, the promotions look incredible for this month. All right, right before we get to the tax line, don't forget we have Brandon Drum coming up at 135 today on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Big game tomorrow in Arlington. Cowboys, a 15-point underdog against the Longhorns, 11 a.m. on ABC. And uh, let's hear from the two coaches. And this is (laughs) – I think this is clearly – the approaches to a press conference, the difference between Steve Sarkeesian and Mike Gundy. Let's go with Steve Sarkeesian on the matchup first.
1: Oklahoma State's a very good football team. I uh, got a ton of respect for Coach Gundy and what he's been able to do this year. Um, you know, after kind of getting out to a two and two start. Making kind of a philosophical change, especially offensively, uh, to go seven and one in their last eight games. Um, you know, a very a, a very good team and making adjustments. Uh, they're a great second half team when things aren't going their way. Most notably, the last couple of weeks, their their ability to adapt to the game. And so we know it's going to be a four quarter game. Uh, we know it's going to be a, a heck of a challenge for
0: us. All right, Steve Sarkeesian. You know, pretty good soundbite there, about forty seconds. Some coach speak thrown in, but you know, all in all, not bad, not bad. Uh, but it's it's kind of cookie cutter a little bit. Then you get Mike Gundy talking about the Texas matchup.
2: Is Mac Brown the coach? Mac Brown was the coach there. They were top five in the country pretty much every year for a while. They got good players. I got a lot of respect for them. Sark does a good job. They they're well coached.
0: You didn't even bring up their punt return. You know, they're plus 300 yards in punt return,
1: plus 300, number one. So that's like an amazing stat. It is what it is. Got to get down there and cover. Got to tackle them, get them on the ground.
0: (laughs) There it is right there. Personally, I enjoy the Gundy Press conferences more. Although Mike tends to walk around the podium you know, when he's addressing a certain reporter and he steps away from the microphone and I have to go, get back near the microphone. That's what it's there for. But, you know, Gundy is uh, hes an interesting dude. I like Mike uh, going all the way back to his high school career at Midwest City when I did their uh, state championship run on the radio. But <laughs> Mike's a different breed of cat is what he is. Okay, I imagine, Parker Thune, that text line is lining up, the Meyer Chevrolet text line. Yes,
1: many people hate Gavin Freeman, which, again, I don't understand why. Towie Walker hitting the portal has brought the Gavin Freeman haters out of the woodwork. Uh, listener in the 32 says, Parker, what do you not understand about Freeman? He's been terrible aside from the first two games of the season. Another listener said, Freeman is way behind Stoops at this same point in their careers. Another listener says, Gavin Freeman's playing time has come at a cost of not playing and developing the talented players. And that's just a drop in the bucket of some of the anti-Gavin Freeman texts that we have gotten. And look, and there was one listener that said, I just want to make sure, repeat what you actually said about Gavin Freeman so when I collect receipts, I can be sure of what to call you out on. Look, first off, if you if you actually keep receipts of every single prediction that we make here on the radio, you need to get a life. Spoiler alert, we're going to be wrong about stuff. It's part of the business. But is Gavin Freeman going to be a 1,000-yard receiver at the University of Oklahoma? Maybe not. Is Gavin Freeman going to have 10 return touchdowns at the University of Oklahoma? Maybe not. Is Gavin Freeman going to be nearly as impactful – at the University of Oklahoma, as Drake Stoops has been? Maybe not. But guess what? I can't predict that any more than you can. And so trying to say a guy deserves a scholarship because of what he will be one day is a judgment that I guess you can make, but just keep in mind you're far less qualified to make it than Brent Venables. And I can recall two years ago when people were saying that Drake Stoops was only on scholarship and Drake Stoops only saw playing time because his dad was one of the great coaches at the university. And so all I'm saying is this, I don't know whether Gavin Freeman is going to make a major dent at the University of Oklahoma any more than you do. Brent Venables doesn't know that, right? You can't gaze into a crystal ball and project exactly what a guy is going to do for your university, but... What Brent Venables can do is look at what Gavin Freeman provides this team in terms of his mentality day in and day out, the way that he pushes his teammates to get better, the way that he pushes himself to get better. And at the end of the day, the head coach at the University of Oklahoma is far more qualified to make the judgment as to whether that guy is deserving of a scholarship than the fans are or that you and I are, Steely, or that anybody is. So when Brent Venables says – Gavin Freeman is worthy of a scholarship at the University of Oklahoma, and he goes out of his way, as he has done so many times, to praise Gavin Freeman. And you hear Drake Stoops, who has seen and played a lot of football in his day, when you hear that guy go on the record and say, Gavin Freeman's going to be better than I am as a football player, I am inclined to give those folks' opinions more weight.
0: More than Bill or Sooner fan six two four six four three in Dibble, Oklahoma. Really? I don't know. Like I said, personally, I don't think he's lived up to the hype yet. I, and I know Brent's talked him up, and I think there, his work ethic and all of that stuff has been part of it. And he's been great in preseason scrimmages and fall camp and all of that stuff. But we'll see. He's still got time left uh, to live up to uh, you know some of the hype that we've heard. And he's, look, he's had some great, uh, you know, obviously his first carry, uh, Arkansas State right off the bat. Um, He has some talent, but there's, I think people are frustrated with some of the decisions on punt returns. Personally, I'm casting my Bowen, my votes. I just, uh, Freudian slip there. I don't know if it was Freudian. It was just a slip. But Peyton Bowen, punt return specialist. That's just me. All right, 405-461-3439, Chevrolet text line. Let's roll on.
1: Sorry, Steely had dyslexia there for a second. It's 405-651-3439.
0: Yeah, I had one of those old men, my brand. It's like the computer stop network error for a second. (laughs) Okay, go ahead.
1: Uh, Listener to 405 says, people just butt hurt over a couple muffed punts. Dude is solid. Cherokee Sooner says, these morons listen to the other station way too much. And there was one text that I, I think sums it up well from a listener here in the 405. From Guthrie America, as a matter of fact. Good afternoon, Parker. The reason they don't understand is because Walker proved he can provide you meaningful snaps when Gavin put the team in some difficult situations with his fearless decisions. Now, that is true. Absolutely. But, but the, this texter also adds, fans make decisions on emotions. Coach V makes decisions for the betterment of the team. And program, bingo.
0: Yeah, it's you know, look, these coaches they uh, they make mistakes, play calling mistakes, you know, uh, looking and evaluating a recruit, they make mistakes. But you know, there are so many people on the Texan that say, you know, I just trust in BB. Well, sometimes they don't trust in BB. Um, but I, when I saw that last night, I kind of figured we were going to have a lot of Gavin Freeman stuff in response to this Tawie Walker deal. By the way, I'm very disappointed. Tiger today, round two at the Hero World Challenge, plus 375 yesterday, had it to four under on the day, one under on the tournament, looked like he was going to make a charge, and he's bogeyed his last two holes. So he's back to, uh, I guess, two under on the day. And that would be one over for the tournament. But he ran out of gas yesterday. There's no doubt he ran out of gas down the stretch. Might be the same thing happening today. All right, 405-461-3439. Did I get that right that time? Yes, you
1: did. Okay, like I said, I I
0: I was going over the number, and all of a sudden it literally was like a network error in my brain.
1: That happens from time to time. I've been there. Mojo Eraser says, "I'm sorry but muffing a punt three times and letting him still do punt return." LOL. Wow. And look, to a certain extent, I agree. Like I, I think after that muff or after those two muffs against West Virginia, Oklahoma should have given somebody else a look at punt return. I think that's fair. You got how many on...
0: people yelled, "Get him out of there!" Yeah, Raise I... your hand unless you're driving.
1: <laughs> I mean, you got plenty of guys on the roster that can return punts. So I, I'm with you on that like letting Gavin Freeman be the sole punt return guy when he coughed up a few. It's fair to question that I get that, but that doesn't mean Gavin Freeman's a lost cause. That doesn't mean he should have his scholarship revoked. Some of these people have gone way, way over the top drew from Flowermount says to me about Freeman, he's pressing a little too much, but I didn't expect him to be some Deshaun Jackson returner. Now, could he possibly be next season and after that, we'll see. But yeah, what some people are saying he sucks, I disagree. So I- yeah,
0: and I, look, I think the kid has ability. He's got speed. He's got he's got the tools. I mean, uh, he's got the bloodline, obviously. But uh, to me, it's been about some of the judgments. You know, he got a guy blocked into him, right? Uh, pushed into him in the in one of the West Virginia situations. But um, yeah, I just you know, special teams are so big. Uh, to me, I would have brought somebody in there for a while to, to get a clear mind or something because I think once you're thinking about all those, you know, muffs that were happening, then it gets it gets tougher, you know, um, just my opinion. All right, uh, one more. Uh, Ferris from Hong Kong says, I have no problem with
1: Gavin. Just thought there were some young guys that should have gotten the same opportunity like Petaway and Thompson. I'm there. I'm there with you. Yep, I think uh, that, other guys that, should have gotten opportunities. That and sums it up. That's fair. I agree. Completely fair.
0: All right, let's break right here. Mike Steely out here at River Wing Casino, my home away from home, the one, the only. Parker Thune back in the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios. Good to have you along on this Friday. It's Friday. Let's party. I will party tonight until I'm asleep on the couch about ten fifteen. That That's the over and under tonight for me. On the couch. All right, let's break when we get back. Let's talk about these conference championship games and get some more techs in. Keep it right here on the Home of Sooner fans. Riverwind Casino always has the very best promotions. They are giving away three hundred thousand dollars plus in cash and bonus play. In the month of December with the 100K Frosty Fridays promotion, the uh, Midnight Magic Madness promotion, 40K Santa's Shopping Spree promotion. We also have the Midday Runaway and the Midnight Magic Riches promotions. You can always find at Riverwind.com all these great promotions and all the details, but safe to say they give you a roadmap on how to up your odds, and possibly win a bunch of cash and bonus play. They, they always have the most creative promotions, and uh, this holiday season, no exception. Here at Riverwind, we've got the big show at the show place Sunday night, Pete Davidson, comedy show happening this Sunday night. Some tickets available. Get yours online at riverwind.com or here at the casino box office. And, I, you know, I say this all the time, but if you haven't been out to check out the new Riverwind, the newly renovated gaming floor, they've got a smoke-free gaming area, the Oasis gaming area, they've got a uh, second-floor Skyloft gaming area, and the regular gaming floor they've always had has been refurbished, recarpeted. It looks amazing. Riverwind, simply the best. Always enjoy being out here. All right, right before we go back to the text line, I did get a text on my own text line, and this is from Ryan, who says, Steely, me and my friend Chris are just as old as you. We go back to the late 60s with OU. We have contest. I think the A was missing, saying we can guess who your top five players of the 70s are. Who are they? Uh, top five players of the 70s for me. This, this might be just my all-time list because I think whether it's music, a lot of movies or whatever, when you go to a favorites list, uh, you know, you think about your childhood a lot. For me, it's Joe Washington, number one. Uh, Billy Sims, number two. Leroy Selman number three. Greg Pruitt, number four. Jack Mildred, number five. So that's how I would go. Joe Washington, one. Billy Sims, two. Leroy Selman, three. Greg Pruitt, four. Jack Mildred, number five. And number 5A, Daryl Ray. Because Daryl's such a great guy. And he was, a, he was an all-pro safety with the Jets. Played safety and punted for OU back in the day. And I like Daryl. love Daryl so much. He's such a good guy. And his barbecue's fantastic. So Daryl Ray, 5A. How about that? Okay, Parker, back to the text line. Meyer Chevrolet text line, 405-461-3439. 651-3439. See, I did it again. Okay, I'm going to have to write this down. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm about a year away from the freaking rest home. What is it again? 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439.
1: Ladies go, and
0: gentlemen, you're listening to the deterioration of a regional radio star here on the ref. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Well,
1: Steely, I, I, I think you're going to love this text from Jackson right? and Edmund, who is apparently determined to put the pistol Pete narrative to bed. Once and for all, he has accused you and I of being members of the BV bootlicker club. He says, <laughs> BV is a lousy coach, little or no improvement of the defense. Only the easiest schedule in 30 years helped the record improve off of last year's. K-State, Baylor, TCU, and Tech, instead of UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, and you have five losses. That's what Jackson from Edmond says.
0: I'm not going to go that far. But, uh, you know, the the happy hour at the BV Bootlickers Club is pretty good, man, if you ever get out there. (laughs) It's, you know pretty special no doubt about it sooner bump
1: says steely on my way to come say hi so look out for sooner bump
0: okay i will be here until uh two minutes after 2 p.m so hurry up
1: uh this 918 listener says steely i just know if you had a heisman vote you'd vote for ollie well steely does have a heisman vote don't you steely you got one I do, yes,
0: yes, and I'm waiting, as everybody should. You have to wait through the conference championship games. The people that turn in their ballots before the conference championship games should have their ballots taken away. Period. Taken away. I mean, why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? So anyway, um, I would. I will say that. Unless Ollie Gordon has like a 300-yard game against Texas, he's not he's not going to win it for me. I bet you'd love that, wouldn't he? You, he yeah, old Pistol P man, pistols firing here. You know how it goes. But for me, um, I haven't made up my mind just yet. Is that sooner bump right there? Me no 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 no. We're just doing a sports show here. That's it. We're on the ref right now. Doing a little sports show. That's not sooner, Bob.
1: It was okay. Go ahead. ahead. I, uh, Gunner from Grove says Gavin Freeman earned the name G Freaky for a reason. We've started to see a swing. We're starting to see some Gavin Freeman positivity on the text line, which is encouraging because I don't think anybody should be buried for making a few mistakes as a sophomore at the University of Oklahoma when you've already seen so many encouraging flashes from Gavin Freeman in the past. So I'm glad the text line is back in his favor. Um, Going back to the conversation that we had at the beginning of last hour, talked about maybe expanding McCaslin Fieldhouse and letting the Sooners play basketball again there. Doug and Norman chimed in and said, going into the SEC, are you serious? Every venue in the SEC seats over 15,000, and they are always near sellouts. We would be the laughingstock of the country. Well, first off, Doug, that ain't true. In fact, there are multiple SEC venues that don't even seat 10,000. I believe the smallest current SEC venue is Auburn's Neville Arena, which has a capacity of a little over 9,100. So if you expanded McCaslin Fieldhouse within reason, you'd still likely have the smallest venue in the SEC. But again, I would ask you, what is the purpose of a home venue? if not to give the home team something to recruit to and a legitimate home court advantage when they take the floor. The Lloyd Noble Center does not help Porter Moser recruit at all. He has said as much. They have to recruit in spite of the Lloyd Noble Center rather than to it. And also, you don't have a home court advantage at Lloyd Noble because (laughs) the crowd is consistently sparse and uninspired. And so even if it is the smallest venue in the SEC, guess what? You can pack out McCaslin Fieldhouse. You can have the loudest 5, 6, 7, seat arena in the country. And if you touch it up, you make some enhancements, maybe it becomes something that because of the historical significance of the venue that actually helps you in recruiting and certainly can give you a home court advantage that you do not currently have at the LNC.
0: Am I off base there, Steely? No. I mean, uh, I, if that happened, I would like to see, you know, if they could expand it and use it for a – but if you're going to expand it, who know who knows how long that would take place, right? Yeah. How, how long the time frame would be. Uh, you know, University North Park, who knows? I mean, it might be great. It, we would probably draw more people for a, for a while anyway. If there's a lot of parking, there's a better restaurant situation. Lloyd Noble Center is right off the worst highway in America, literally the highway to hell that ACDC sings about, Highway 9, which is uh, just brutal. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I see what Doug's saying, but the, the, the deal is, again, you can get a cavernous arena and it looks it's more embarrassing to have two or 3,000 people in there. Exactly. And sometimes like, not that, you know. If,
1: And listen, I I am open to having the discussion. I'm open to hearing rational, logical, thought-out arguments as to why playing at McCaslin doesn't make sense. But if your chief argument is, well, it's too small, if your chief argument is, well, it would be the smallest venue in the SEC, then again, I think you're looking at it the wrong way because would you rather have a venue that seats 12,000, like the Lloyd Noble Center does, that you continually – show an inability to fill up or would you rather have a smaller venue that is packed to capacity noisy
0: and that gives your team a legit home court advantage i hear you all right uh let's take a little break early here well we're right on time actually we got Brandon drum coming up next segment riverwind casino happy to be out here on a friday at riverwind oh you just got handed a note here this isn't a Riverwind promo, but I'm being handed Ted Roof and the, fir- the three-man front will be appearing this weekend at B.B.'s Bootlickers Club. They doing a Christmas set? On Saturday night. How about that right there? A little promotion for B.B.'s Bootlickers Club. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a break right here. we got Brandon Drum on the way next. Keep it here. Appreciate you guys. Let's get to the weekend together right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Okay, we are back. Sooner Bump is here, by the way, and that man has a wad of cash. Jamie, look at this man. Holy cow, he's got a bankroll, and he's going to turn it into even more here at Riverwind Casino. He's got his Iowa Hawkeye hat on, and he has his OU hoodie. So uh, he's ready to roll. All right, so uh, we're efforting to get Brandon Drum on with us. Uh, Brant, you got him? Okay. Okay. by the way, do you have a, do you got do you have a Wimpy song that you really like cuz I have a you know there's a song right now that's playing at Riverwind. Save the best for last, Vanessa Williams. It's one of my favorite Wimpy songs. Can I say that? Wimpy songs. I You're not going to hear that wimpy at songs BB's booze. was booth? a genre. Yes, well, you know, as men, we're not supposed to like sappy songs like this. I mean, we hang out at BB's Bootlickers Club, you know, where we play country and kick ass and drink beer, right? But I just have always loved this song. It's really good.
1: Speaking of sappy songs, I'll be darned if that isn't Brandon Drum's holiday theme that I hear.
0: Ah, yeah. There you go. We have, ladies and gentlemen... Mr. Brandon Drum on the line with us. All right, so, Brandon, people are upset because Tawie Walker's in the portal, and, you know, he didn't get a scholarship, and they're very upset that Gavin Freeman got one. So, you know, would you like to speak on that subject? Because the text line uh, has turned on Gavin Freeman. We've had a few positive people coming back supporting him, but (laughs) it's amazing how this Tawie Walker thing became a, a Gavin Freeman thing with some OU fans.
2: I, I mean, I think it's kind of insane. Um, <laughs> Freeman, like, I get it. Like, he's a he's a product of the the jet sweeps, and that's really not his fault. So, I mean, the one thing I've known, I will always and forever know about fans, and I know some will be mad that I say this, is that. They get mad at some of the craziest stuff. Um, Look, here's the difference is that Gavin Freeman is at a position that doesn't have as much depth as a running back room. Parker and I talked about it on the podcast. There's 10 running backs for one spot. 10 running backs for one spot at Oklahoma right now in 2024, going into 2024 season. That is an insane amount of depth. And it's really good depth. Uh, Tali Walker also barely touched the field the last few games because Gavin Salchuk got all the carries. So, like, this wasn't shocking. He didn't get a scholarship. He wasn't going to get a scholarship. And there were some other things that went on. I mean, he was suspended earlier this year as well. So, I mean, there was that. And Fane just kind of glossed over that part and forgot about that part. So there is a lot of uh, moving parts and extenuating circumstances that went into all of that. I I do have to ask, Steely, when you said, like, wimpy songs, I almost, for some odd reason, thought you were going to say Careless Whisper by George Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I I was
0: more of a wham guy uh, with with, uh, with George Michael, but, yeah. I I was just walking around, and that song came on, Vanessa Williams' saved the Best for Last, and I'm like, oh, I love this song. So I just started thinking (laughs) about, is it too wimpy? Is it too wimpy? All right, uh, Parker, you're next. What do you have for your man, Brandon? Okay, Brandon, so
1: on that topic, because if the Sooners had given Tawwee Walker a scholarship, he would have effectively been a one-year rental. Last year is his final year of eligibility. And so as we approach portal season, And the portal opens now in less than 72 hours on December 4th. What is Oklahoma's approach going to be with regard to transfers that you would consider to be one-year rentals? Guys like Rondell Bothroyd a year ago or Austin Stogner, for instance uh is there going to be less of an emphasis on finding transfers that only have one year of eligibility and more emphasis on finding guys that you can lock down for multiple years and count on them being contributors at the University of Oklahoma?
2: Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think the year matters. I think as far as Oklahoma's concerned, they're just they're looking for guys that can come in and, you know, contribute and help them win ball games next year and then they'll worry about 2025. As it approaches Um, in a perfect world, you would love to have obviously a guy with multiple seasons, right? Like that, that's, that's, that's the perfect transfer. A guy that's uh, performed on the field has production and is transferring into your school and is obviously uh, got multiple seasons. I mean, Andrew Anthony was a perfect example. Uh, Whether it was minimal production or not, when he did produce, he produced, in a big way at Michigan and he had multiple years of eligibility left. So that was a big transfer for Oklahoma to get um, in the big scheme of things. Eric Gray was a big transfer for Oklahoma to get because he was, he had a large amount of production at Tennessee transferred to Oklahoma, obviously set behind Kennedy Brooks, but then he had the one big season where he just went off last year in the 2022 season. So um, yeah, perfect world. Sure. But at the end of the day, I don't think they care as long as that that transfer can come in. They're going to at least compete for a starting job and or win the starting job, and they're going to make plays to help Oklahoma win the ball game. At the end of the day, I think that's all Brent Venables cares about and his staff.
0: Brandon Drum with us on the uh, Riverwind Casino Hotline here on uh, Steelman and Thune on this Friday. Uh, give me an over an over and under number you would put on how many guys the Sooners. Uh, Get in the portal and what do you how do you rank like the biggest needs? But give me a number first and then uh, their biggest needs you think they need to address.
2: So I had it at like five or six maybe seven at most Um, As far as incoming transfers before I talked to somebody earlier today and then I was told Oklahoma would take an elite guy at almost every position now If there's an elite guy that they can take, they're going to try to go after him and take him no matter what. So, um, I I guess I would, I would uh, Now, how many elite guys are there in the portal. That's a great question. We're going to know more about that on Monday and Tuesday of next week after just all hell breaks loose. But, um, I think right now I would put it at between five and seven would be my incoming number. um, And then, I mean, as far as positions go, you want a defensive tackle. They're going to have to make room for that defensive tackle spot. So you're probably going to see some transfer movement as well, Um, whether they take from the safety spot where they seem to have great depth and they seem to have another good, really good class coming in and you don't really have to get a transfer portal guy there. As a matter of fact, you'd probably like one less body in that safety room if you're Brandon Hall, Um, I think at the end of the day, you would like to take a good corner, a guy that can come in and be opposite of Gentry Williams or whoever. If that is the case, you need to go, or at least somebody that can compete with Jacoby Johnson, Macari Vickers, and uh, Josiah Wagner. Um, I think uh, offensive tackle, I think you're you're probably going to look at one guy that's versatile as an offensive guard, offensive tackle, and then you're going to look at a guy – that is strictly an offensive tackle that you want to go after in the portal. So maybe two offensive linemen, an elite running back. I think they would take. I think they would take an elite running back. That could, that could, that's a powerful elite running back. Uh, that could be kind of the yang to uh, Gavin Salchek's yin. If if they don't feel like Javante Barnes is going to do that, and from what I hear, they think Javante Barnes is going to get back on track. So they're not real worried about it, but they they would love to uh, at least get their toe in that that regard at the running back spot. And then, um, you know, uh, if, if an Evan Stewart decided that he wanted to come to Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma would take it outside of that. I think the wide receiver position they feel pretty good about as well. So, um, right there. And then, you know, you see Brent Venables and Ted Roof following linebackers, transfer linebackers. Again, has to be elite. So, there are some positions that are really good with depth. Right now, whether it's linebacker edge, wide receiver, uh, running back, uh, safety, it would have to be the best of the best coming through outside of the safety position because that, I think what they have in that room and what they have coming in, I don't think they really care. They, they feel like they've got an elite room at that spot. So um, I think the rest of the positions, it would have to be an elite guy and or they really want somebody to come in, whether it's a corner Defensive tackle, offensive tackle, um, and then obviously tight end. I forgot about tight end. Yeah, they're gonna have to take a tight end on the transfer portal.
1: Okay, Brandon, before we let you go, quick thoughts on this Hooner or I'm sorry, quick thoughts on this Sooner
2: Hoops squad.
1: Kinda seems like Porter Moser might have himself a group here in twenty twenty three.
2: They're really good. Um last night I mean they're athletic, they're long, they've got really good scores, they've got a post guy. And Hulu that can just bang down low. I mean, it's. I, I I think this is the most well-rounded hoop squad that we've seen since 2016 in Norman. Um, and if they can continue to play and and Porter doesn't go into slow it down mode, you know, uh, and and just let lets, let he lets his athletes be athletes. I think they can win a lot of games because as long as they play free out there, and it looks like that's what he's letting them do. I think he's he's taking a step back and been just a ultimate like he he was a, he micromanaged a little bit the first few seasons at Oklahoma. You could see that like he wanted plays, he wanted to run sets and all that type of stuff. It looks like he's just running a lot of motion. He's running a lot. He runs some set plays, but it's it's more uh, free form set plays than it is like you've got to hit this exact spot. And you've got to be here, and this player's got to be there uh, to make that play work. And I think ultimately that is – they're fun. They're they're long. They're rangy. They've got great defense. um, And they rebound. Like, they're winning the rebounds. And I think that is, at the end of the day, what was the biggest hindrance of the last two seasons is that OU always got out-rebounded. This year they're not. And you see what's happening in the win column as they are now undefeated and in the top 25.
0: Brandon, thank you. Have a great weekend. We'll talk next Friday. All right. Thanks, guys. Brandon Drum joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. By the way, all of our transfer portal information, our reports brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. Their phone number, 405-831-8222. Brent Swift will come personally, look at your home, full-service roofing and construction company, all types of roofing. Uh, They perform all work related to storm damage as well. They're locally owned uh, and operated. Ask about Class 4 impact-resistant shingles and a way to save money on your home insurance policy. That is Swiftco Roofing and Construction, 405-831-8222. All right, break time. One more segment to go next here on Steelman & Thune for your Friday. Keep it right where you are in the home of Sooner fans. All right, if you are in your 40s or older and maybe you are having some problems, man, I can't focus in on that putt that Tiger's about to hit in the Hero World Challenge. I can't see how long it is. Well, you know, you need to be thinking about improving your eyesight. There's an easy way to do that. Let me introduce you to the new LASIK. We call it lens replacement, and lens replacement provides a permanent solution to your vision needs. If you're struggling there, uh, you know, think about this process. Unlike LASIK, which often leaves many patients still needing those uh, reading glasses or adjusting to monovision, lens replacement can eliminate the need for additional eyewear after your surgery. And the best part of the deal, as we've said, no cataract surgery ever. Lens replacement with the new LASIK, major 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 leap forward in vision correction available right now so if you're ready to see 2020 then check out the new lasik available at thenewlasik.com tiger woods round two of the hero world challenge in the bahamas shoots a uh, 200 par 70 after a 75 three over 75 in the opening round so he's one over for the event Uh, but i'm just happy he's out there getting around looking pretty good he he could have shot 67 or 68 today, but he struggled down the stretch again, and that could be obviously a problem for Tiger coming back um, in these events. So, anyway, Tiger 75 yesterday, 70 today. You want to get some final texts in, Parker? Yeah, let's see what
1: the text line says. Leatherneck Sooner says, Hate to see Tawi go, but he can get a better opportunity in a few different places. Wish him the best. Yeah, I Tawi Walker is... One of the cooler perseverance stories of the last few years in Sooner football, because the fact that that guy ever was in a position to see the field is remarkable. Coming in as a walk-on into a stacked room, I mean, even preseason, until Jeff Levy mentioned him in his week leading up to the Sooner, or in his press conference in the week leading up to the Sooner season opener, nobody had really considered it a possibility that Tommy Walker would be a cornerstone member of the Oklahoma backfield. And he turned out to be all that and then some this year. Um, Blue of Green Country says, What about the defensive players from Clemson in the portal? Does BV take them? Well, again.
0: Yeah, that corner is one, I know, right?
1: Yeah, Toriano pride. uh, Look, as as you heard Brandon saying, it's got to be a truly elite guy. And so if you see a truly elite guy hit the portal from Clemson that wants a new home, I imagine Brett Venables will entertain the possibility of bringing those guys. Look, I I don't pretend to know the exact dynamic right now between Venables and Dabo and how far removed, or I, I guess how long their handshake agreement on not bringing in Clemson guys stretched, but... At this point, they're two years removed from Venables taking the job at Oklahoma. You'd figure if there was a Clemson guy that hit the portal that had legit interest in coming to Oklahoma and that interest was reciprocated, it's not like Dabo Sweeney would try to stand in the way.
0: By the way, uh, which team is really on upset alert in these conference championship games this weekend? Give me like your top three See. Like, Oregon and Washington, to me, I know Oregon's a a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, You know, Washington beat them earlier. You know, is that a – would it be an upset if Washington beat them? I know that's a big spread, but what do you think? Which team could be in some danger, perhaps?
1: Uh, Can I say Texas? Like – just because Oklahoma State, man, they've just found a winning recipe this year. Someway, well, I somehow. will say
0: this. Mike Gundy, his last eight games against Texas, 6-2, and two, they had a five-game five, uh, winning streak in Austin. He's kind of been their kryptonite besides Bob Stoops in the league. I, I think Texas is going to win the game. I think it's going to be right around the spread. How about Florida State because of the uh, Tate Rodemaker situation? Yeah, he's whether or not he plays.
1: He's considered a game time situation. I mean, I think L, I think Lewis uh, I said almost an LSU, and then I almost said Louisville. I think Louisville wins that game. I like them over Florida State. I do.
0: Yeah, I think, and that'll be a heartbreak for Florida State to lose uh, Jordan Travis. But I, I would go FSU would be number one because I, I'm leaning towards Louisville winning that game too. I think. Bama could beat Georgia, but I'm still going to go with Georgia. Uh, I think Oregon will win fairly convincingly. I t- think Texas will win fairly convincingly. Uh, Tulane-SMU with uh, uh, Preston Stone out for SMU. You've got to go with Tulane. Uh, Michigan-Iowa, got to go with the Wolverines there. So it's going to be interesting, though. It's going to be a fun day of sitting on the couch, one of my favorite activities, and watching sports. That's what it's all about. Want to thank uh, Justin, the whole crew out here, Reed, Alicia, Christy, everybody for helping out here at Riverwind Casino. They always make it super accommodating. We appreciate them very much. Get on out, see Pete Davidson this Sunday night at the Showplace Theater. Also want to thank Oklahoma Generator for sponsoring our number two. Check them out online at okgen.com. Call 405 321 6631. Have a great Friday.